out of the elevator. Uh, I'll be happy yeah, yeah, to go be, grab him. She's going to go grab him. I'll be happy to be in the front seat for a change. Yeah, and that and, and you know what? It was funny when we were out breaking balls outside. Sal even said that yeah, to yeah, me. It's totally. like, hey, we'll have you, you know, we'll have you in the front seat for the first time. Oh, man. But I also find too that Sal's a guy who's you know he's seen it all. He doesn't. It's like any veteran of anything. He sure, doesn't sure. need to show off for you at all. You know what I mean? He's he's seen and done it. What do you want to know? He'll tell you, but he's not going to brag about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's going to be one hell of an experience when we go on that ride along. We're going to tape all all twelve hours of it. It is a twelve that, hour day. No, that's why I learned how to drive. Actually, what's that? I've meant to bring that up. My my stepdad is retired LAPD, and so what, seriously, bro, <laughs> yeah. bro, seriously, you're holding this out? On <laughs> yeah, us? I mean, you dominated the conversation last time. I you like kid in a candy store. There he is. There's my man. What's up? Good to see you. You too, man. Right I've just hey. been out bearded, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I do know. It's you're beard heavy, but no, is, that's a yeah. serious beard. It's very beard heavy. The stash here. puts it over the top. Today, you're the winner. Yeah, that, I feel ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh, Cassius, you got an excuse, man. You're you're 14. I know. I got no excuse. Dude. Uh, I got yeah, you got no on. excuse. You're a grown ass man. Where's it's your not beard? my fault. He does have facial hair. Have you met John before? Have you guys met? Yeah, yeah, you guys know each other. All right, so I'm going to welcome you to the show, Tate Fletcher, ladies and gentlemen, my good buddy. Tate, I was trying to figure out how long ago I met you. I think I've known you for about 10 years now. About that, yeah. Is that right? I I I met you. When uh, let's get him some some headphones too. Do we have some headphones set up there? Um, yeah, and let's pass them all around. There we go. I think I met you obviously through Rogan at the Comedy Store um, about ten years ago. And I'll give a brief introduction of how I met you. And, and when I met you, the reason that I engaged you is I could see you were a, a scary looking motherfucker who smiled all the time. <laughs> that, you know that what adds I mean? to it. Like it was something about it was so drawing about him. It's like he looked like he could rip anybody a new one. I was like, this guy looks like if Vince Vaughn decided to not act and just work out all the time. <laughs> I was like, this was. But I, I got to talking to you, and I realized that you know you were you were not anybody to be pushed around, but you were certainly not anybody to have to push anybody around right you know right, what i mean right, right. And, and i think you've always kind of adhered to that mantra as long as i've known you you've been a bully of the bullies well that's really nice to uh, i don't know to um thank you yeah thank you. Uh, absolutely uh, a real gentleman and, and what a great setup here this yeah is rad. this uh, isn't bad is it no it's fantastic i got cleared at the door the she was a little skeptical <laughs> sure sure, sure yeah sure i don't know about and she's this. like she's probably like what's with all the fucking beers? yeah, what's so, that? yeah a lot of beers maybe, going maybe in one so, place yeah, there's a convention happening <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but that's the thing i don't know like i've been like being big it's kind of like you what do you put forward you know what right. i mean and 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 kind of like when you get more conscious i think and you think about like what you ex- want to exact in the world like what kind of like every every room you step into, a, a guy just offered me to consider that you alter that. And like, what was that room like before you came into it? And how are people different now that you're in it? Right, and, that makes and, uh, sense. And you can't know that. Yeah. Except it's it's worth considering thinking about, you know. And, and right. So and and doing that, it's like. I already look this way. Yeah, so, it's self awareness. So I better, I better come with a smile. You yeah, know what I mean, I better be overly gracious <laughs> sure. and generous with my demeanor. So. Right, and and that and, and that's a, yeah. a true thing. Actually, Johnny was joking when I he's like, you should, "How'd you get in?" Basically, because the way I look, I I dress homeless. You know, I just right, like, right, I dress right, recovered. Right. right. Um, but there's something the second you open your mouth, the second you talk, the second that quickly disengages people, or you pull out an iPhone <laughs> or, or an iPad quickly, you know, realize that. Okay. I saw a guy getting changed the other day. He had an iPhone in the middle of the road. Yeah. yeah, impressive. They're doing very well. They are doing well. <laughs> this is the economy. But the there. iPhone is getting pretty goddamn cheap. That brand new one's like fifty bucks now. I saw Tebow with one. That shows how you know. Yeah, yeah. Cheap. Like some cheap. Section eight shit. Hey, hey kid, I'll give, I'll give you like a cheeseburger today for <laughs> that iPhone tomorrow. Probably bought it from so uh, good. Let me do all the proper introductions. Uh, Tate, this is my yeah. my good friend and co-host Chris Chris hey, Burns. Up, and, and, and I think you might have met him one time. He used to manage the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. for a while. I think so I saw you at the three for thirty show. 
Could yeah, be. Yeah, so we yeah, just yeah. had yeah, yeah. Oh, just uh, in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get out there yeah. a lot. And then you two have met, obviously, another beardsman yeah. of our clan. You <laughs> know, he's in the day. Yeah. And, and um, to vouch for what you were saying earlier, you know, even like what five, six years ago, when you would come up there, like absolutely, just be like. Super cool, always smiling, hanging out. And not to say that you should be a dick or a bully, but no. you really were. You, you really were. You had a graciousness about you that all the comedians gravitated towards. You oh, know what I mean? Nice, like, man. like we used to. You know, because Rogan came up there, Appreciate and Rogan that. was like, he'd hang out with us, be super cool. Right. But then we all got to know you. It was like you were the. And especially right. back then, Rogan didn't smoke weed. You know, and and, right, and, right, and right. like you know, he wasn't back there with us. Yep. But you were not that you did. But you were always just hanging. You were like part of the group. Whatever yeah. we were doing, you what, were. What an interesting group of folks. Yeah. Yeah. Even like when when I when like just having I don't know I, I feel like it's a real privilege and like a like an opportunity like because because beforehand I I only knew about comics as far as like you what you see you see Eddie Murphy Raw or something sure, sure I mean? yeah like, and so you don't know you you see this polished product right you know what I mean and that's what like if you're a kid from Michigan that's what you know right you, and, you uh, have to see the the underbelly fuck, of it man. yeah you it's know what I mean and, and like everybody that comes up at the store is like. I do the door, right? I do the, you know, I park the car, whatever the thing is. Like, how how can I just get close to the scene and be be in that conversation? Yeah, because you might want to do some shit and you might be wicked funny, but if you're not in the conversation, you're not in that. Right, you're never growing in that. And then to watch, like when I when I did bodyguard work for Rogan and to go on the road with with everybody and and see how that mutates and grows as an art form and and like what that's really about right. is a whole different thing, dude. Watch yeah. it grow. And then the best thing is to come early. Yeah, and to watch open mic. Like, if oh, you're gonna sure. go to a comedy. So You'll learn so much from an open that, mic. And you're like, yeah, that's the bravest motherfucker I ever saw. Yeah. yeah, you know, 90 <laughs> seconds of just fearlessness up there, just under lights, and you you can feel it, man. Yeah, and there's something about that rawness that was really attractive to me, man. I really I really admired a bunch. And there's that whole, you know, we're going off to 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 uh, you know uh, the the lone man thing, which I think you know, obviously being a fighter, sure. you can understand too that the fight after a while is not against your opponent; it's with your, against yourself. Even in the same thing as a comic, you know, you see that in us. It's like yep. we have that own personal thing. Um, let me introduce one more guy to you. I have a co another co-host by way of Halifax, Canada, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Cassius Morris. I don't know if we can bring it. Can you bring him up on that screen over there, Johnny? That's a great, great name. Cassius Morris. Yeah. Dad named him after the, the, the great Cassius Clay, and he's a little mixed kid mm. like me. I'd like to think he's me back in 92. I'm talking to myself <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. back in 92. Um, but uh, he is called that reporter kid online, and he's actually interviewed Rogan and a few other guys. Oh. And this kid's very much in the mix and very much one of these guys. He's a big fan of yours, Cassius. Go ahead and say hi to Tate. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm great. Good, uh, good. Cassius, this is an interview you definitely got to get going on your show too. For sure. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll talk uh, about booking you. I love that and, idea about a uh, 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 past you. Like, yeah, you know, comes like um, I think Heffron wrote a book recently, or he's got one coming. He just sent me a copy of. Uh, something like I, I come to you from the future or something like advice I would have given my former self oh, and like wow. the evolution of people and yeah. how, how that you can cut off a lot of the dead parts that you didn't need to go down. It's always funny. Of waste of time. It's, oh, it's always funny too. When you see that, it's like, obviously hindsight's 2020, but yeah. let's talk about 2010. Yeah, exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about, uh, Better than let's talk about how you, uh, uh, where you're at now. I, I mean, I first want to introduce your latest credit, which I'm so proud. I'm bragging on you. The, the breaking bad. And normally I open up with my guests about where, you know, where were you born? I know you're from Michigan, but let's yeah. start with this and we'll work our way back. Yeah, yeah. How does a guy, I get on Breaking Bad, yes. you know, the greatest show on television. This is something um, that I 
I and I told you this when we caught up last week. Right. I, I had gotten a season behind, and I sat down before the the thing and got and caught up every eight episodes. Just crammed them all in How fast for the commercials. Um, you figure each run times probably about without commercials about 40, 43 so. minutes, yeah, yeah. something like that, and even fast forwarding through the opening credits. So you're just going. So I'm just going, getting it all together, and it was what unfolded before my eyes was just like you know it, it's it's the same feeling the Sopranos gave me in the last season when it yeah. was like. Everybody's up for grabs <laughs> sure, now. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, the right, fucking right. mailman might get got yeah. at this point. And People would be calling me. They'd be going, like, <clears throat> like, I'm a little too nervous to watch. I, like, I'm getting really uncomfortable it just was. watching. Like, I, like, all the setups. It's really, they've learned how to create emotion. Like, it really ah, is. And the way writers write is they write knowing that you may do like I did and cram it down all right. in that day, but they're still going to leave you in suspense. It's not like a soap opera that leaves you going for years with how's right. this going to play out. Dude, it's um, like crack. I mean, you can literally give me eight hours of this right now. I'll yeah. Take, I'll take And I'll cancel plans. And you might morning. have good intentions that you had other things to oh, do. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely. It's it's uh, the new the new art of binge watching. But tell us how you got that. How you got on Breaking Bad Man, and, and explain oh your experience. God. It's a trip. It, it's like the, it's like saying that. For one thing, I was talking to my mom about like all of it, and like when when something comes out like a new show, like this whole film kind of thing, like is it's it's new to me. It's a new feeling to me, and um, to have something that you work on and create six months or a year ago. That's your that's your past mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes. Sure, like, but it's everybody else's present a year later, and like so that's kind of it. You're like in a time warp, kind right, of a little right. bit, you know. Um, but the way I got on it, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I say I was the last one around, or I got lucky, or like people ask how I got into fighting. I got real fortunate to meet some fantastic people, um, and and that's really the truth of it. You know, my life is I've been blessed with with some great folks around me that uh, for whatever reason have wanted to help me in, in whatever endeavor that I uh, kind of had interest in. And, and I, and I, then, you know, and that's part of it for sure. And the other part is I, I, I threw myself fully into film work when I decided I wasn't like, I was going to get real diminishing returns fighting. Like where was that going to go? And so when it opened up to me, I really went into that, how I got this role on breaking bad um, was uh, out in New Mexico and um, I knew the stunt coordinator on the show, mm. and he'd asked if I was available and, and if I had any time. And he knew that I was real handy with guns, and there was a lot of that kind of stuff in the show. And there were actors around and how to keep them safe. And so he said, there's this thing. I want you to meet the director. They, I don't know what it is. And so then I went in front of the director, and, and I read from Michelle McLaren. And um, she's one of the producers also. And, and uh, God, what a fantastic talent that woman is. But... Um, and she liked me, and then and I went in with this mustache like this, mm -hmm. and and she's like, "Man, I love, love all of it, just like that." Da, da, da. I was like, "All right, cool, great, good to meet you," you know. And like, it's like all those things. You never know if the, everybody's really right. nice. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I Even mean, if you tank it, they're like, "Oh, thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great we'll to call see you." you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? So, yeah, you need your parking validated. The whole thing. And that's the thing is like, it's for me, it's like doing jujitsu or or anything. It's like I'm just putting in reps. Right. Like whether that's getting in the room, like cool, that's another rep I did with this lady. Great to meet her. I got in front of another director right. under a pressure situation. It was go, you know. So that's all I look at as success is the journey. Is like if I get asked into the room, awesome. And then they called a week later, and, and they said, hey, don't you know book anything for January and February or whatever. And, and so we started shooting then. And, and um, Sweet. Don't do anything for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that like, thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Because like, right. like, like coming into it, like where I, you know, you get, you get into film work, or, or for me anyway, and it's like 
you get a day here or a few days. You get three or sure. four days. You get a weekly. You're on a weekly. Like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and yeah, so but then a couple go, of months off yeah, for the greatest show on television. Multi-episodic role. Yeah, right? and, and to be part of television history because now you're yeah. going to be part of something that, you know, I think they did something like 10 million um, in, in, in viewership for that, which is just unheard of for uh, AMC. You know, it, it's, and, and, and to put it in perspective, Sopranos got I think eleven million, but that's fucking HBO, yeah. a very well established old heard of network. AMC ever before. Yeah, before Mad nobody, Men and Breaking you know, Bad, nobody. you know, nobody knew AMC. I no. thought it was a movie theater in Arizona. It's right. a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's exactly. what it, that's that, the truth. That's what I knew it to be. But yep. um, it's almost like you know, it, it, and if and if history shines brightly on Breaking Bad, which I think it will, you 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 can have been part of the Mash final uh, episode. That, that was exactly that was that was you know. Mad. I mean, ultimately, one of the top, what, five, six, seven shows in television. Easily. All time, easily. And, 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 and the reports came in the second that the credits wrapped that people immediately launched it to The Sopranos, above The Sopranos. I liked The yeah, Sopranos ending. Most people didn't, but I liked it. It was artistic. It's like, figure it out. Right, you yeah. know what happened. Um, but there wasn't it, an ending like that, though. I've never seen an ending this like was that. A, this, was, yeah. this was a story. What Breaking Bad did, and, and they adhered to their constant perfectionism of Walter White. They tied everything up. And even, I think, you and I were talking that... Even the fin the finale, um, the name of it is the elements blood, sweat, and tears combined to make the word, which is also an anagram for finale. Right. It was just like every little thing in All there the was just so well tied up, and in the end, it seemed you know. And if you haven't uh, if you haven't watched the ending. Go fuck yourself. This yes, isn't even a spoiler. This is just, <laughs> right. this is just talking at this point. Right. You asshole. Right. Right. You know, um, but uh, in the end, each character got their due justice, and it seems Jesse's character was always under the thumb of Walter White right. and could never get free. And you notice he never drove Jesse. It was basically the first time he ever drove since season one. Yeah, yeah. He finally got to drive because he was always having to ride shotgun free. with yeah, Mike, yeah. ride shotgun with Walter. Ride bitch in the back. And he was <laughs> laughing his ass off. And then Walter died. With, with grace and dignity and, yep. and, and the whole thing was just you know it was you can gamble like the Sopranos did and try to you know go against what everybody thinks you're going to do yeah. or you could do it with utter respect to the fan base that you built I, I feel like it's almost also when you, when you it's like ambivalent mm -hmm. it's like some shit when you're on the fence like who is the dude in the members only jacket going to cap the whole family right, yeah. right. you know what I mean like, right. and you're like I don't want to do that because I might turn off part of the audience. You know what? And, and and Vince Gilligan was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to overhand write him, smash everything. And here's how it is. Yeah. There, there's no question. Yeah. And, and, um, and also when he went out, because everybody says, oh, man, they could have milked it for three, four more seasons, five. I don't kept watching forever. And, yeah. and, and it's like for him to make that choice. And and I don't know. It's beautiful. I had a, like he's such an approachable dude at, at, at a rap party last, I don't know, March or whenever it was. Um, we spoke a bit, and, and I really commended him on on, on that. That mm -hmm. you could just string this out. Yeah, you could milk for this what teeth. it is. Sure. Yeah, and, and people like, will watch. This is how it is. This is how it is. I see this, and I'm going to end it just as powerfully to keep the integrity of, of the whole body of work. Right. Because it's a whole body of work, and and, and smash. And it you leave on top, and there's there's a certain credo show set up when they set out, and the whole show is set out as here you have this man and his brother-in-law is the DE agent. Once he's right. aware of that, now the the the, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 
we are our formidable enemy, our, <laughs> yeah. our, sure, our, sure, our sure. antagonists, our protagonists have faced off, gonna... and, and, and a reckoning is to come. One We're of my de- favorite parts you know? is when he's sitting on the toilet and he's reading and he's yeah. reading and it's and he goes, <gasps> and yeah. that's when I went, through, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like that was the flip. Right and then there. once that <laughs> happened, it was like it, it's now exactly. the stage is set, and, and you know where a show like Dexter fucked up is when um, people started finding out and just being cool with it that he's a serial killer. Right. It's like no, you wouldn't right. be cool that with wouldn't it. Happen. You right. know, but people just more and more people were but keeping how a interesting secret. Interesting of how we are. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're rooting right now for vampires, sure. for serial killers, right. for drug dealers. Right. Like, yeah. These are all our heroes yeah. right now on television. Like it's crazy. But it's like right. you and I were motherfucking Dwayne Johnson made a movie called Snitch, yeah. where he's yeah. a rat, yeah. and that's elevated to a series of sta- <laughs> like what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? It's funny too because we go through cycles of who we like in movies, and in the seventies, you and I talked about this the other day. The antihero was big. The Charlie Bronsons, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Steve McQueens, the guy who gets it done his way and doesn't answer yeah. to anybody. Yeah, um, dirty you know, going outside the line. Exactly. Like like <laughs> Charles Bronson was the fucking maddest architect you ever met. This guy was just pissed all the fucking time. But he killed a lot of people. But there was something about that genre um, where the guys got away with it. I think audiences today are a little more sophisticated, and they'll take that ride with that drug dealer, but ultimately they want him to pay yeah. for what he's done. Yeah, you know what so. I mean? Yep. Like Walter White, in the end, the audience knew he needed to die or go to jail. We, I don't think anybody would have been okay Especially with Walter getting now, away with this. I think in no. this era, when the real no. criminals aren't ever going to die or go to jail. Right. right. Dick Cheney will be alive forever. forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like there, there's, there is that essence where it's like, we, we we can't win here. At some point, how do we win? Right. You know? And we still want some kind of justice, and we still want some kind of, like, you know, it's funny who you'll ride along with a character. You'll really, you'll go with all of them if he's a good enough person. But, right. like, Walter, somewhere along the line, revealed to us that it's, he just doesn't care about anybody but himself. Yeah. He's a complete narcissist. And yeah. where he redeemed himself was in the end when he admitted it. Yeah, sure. When he admitted it, it made me go, hey, at least you admit it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me. You own it. I'm getting own off it. on yeah. the basis part of humanity right, right now in me. Yeah, exactly. It's not all this, oh, I'm doing this for this, I'm doing this for that. I was like, you long lost the idea of why you're doing this, you know? Yeah. But the evolution of that character yeah. has got to be... The, the the most um, progressive arc I've ever seen I'd in a human being. I'd love to know day. really where they, where they thought they were going to go at the beginning of it. Did they know how deep it was going to get? Did they have ideas, like little rough drafts of like a fifth or sixth yeah. even right. season of it? Like, where, where do we want to go? How, how far do we want to twist it? You yeah, know? And, and to not get absurd. It never once got absurd. Right. It never got no. like, oh, that had never happened. Yeah, no. We dodged three police robots. And, you know, in another show that might have tried to end it, you know, <laughs> basically. Or somebody survives the gunfight. At right. The yeah. Sure, sure, right, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like the A-team style. Like right. The Nobody ever yeah, yeah, No one shot. Yeah. Yeah. all right, though. <laughs> it's like they had full metal jackets. Those are, uh, yeah. you know, armor piercing. <laughs> but the, 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 the funny thing is, and what's so good about the writer, is, is he took almost a MacGyver approach, but it was still believable because they right. established this is a man of science, this is a very me- yep. me- me- mechanically great. inclined guy, yeah, yeah. and they established this enough times for us to believe so he good. could Survival make a sentry gun, so uh, make a sentry gun out of ra- uh, fucking ratchets, and it really was a very feasible thing he made. It was I a beautiful make scene it. when he's out with the garage door. Uh, what it, the contraption? Yeah, and, and it never the works desert. the first time either. Like, sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, it never works the first time. Bad, right? yeah. Remember the bell with uh, uh, that too? It wouldn't work the first time. It works like the seventh time, and that's why I like it that they skew it a little bit. Okay, he's first. He's more about chemistry than mechanics. You know, what did work the sure. first time though. I don't know if you remember the scene where he throws, where he comes home with the pizza, and he's like trying yep. to make amends with, and he right, he throws yep. the pizza up on the roof. Oh right? yeah. And they said they they were like, "Fuck, how many?" They're like, "We want it to land just like this. How are we going to do it?" 
and he's like, land it first time right there. I wondered wrong. about that. That's, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, right? you thought, that's contrived. How did they do that? But yeah, he apparently. I wondered and wondered and wondered about that. I swear to God, <laughs> yeah. when I saw that, I was like, how did he get a whole pie to land just perfectly <laughs> face was, up? Was, was that the same episode where where Anna Gunn tried to drown herself in the pool? No, no, I, I think those were later. separate seasons. It was seasons. before that. Okay. I think that it was might before even that. Like season three-ish or something, because Walter was, she was, she must have found out about what he does, but wasn't cool with it yet. Right. So he's trying to bring home a pizza right. to make, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, forget <laughs> that I'm, I'm. A pizza and millions yeah. of dollars. Just sure. to make you forget about it. Um, and it's funny, too, a lot of people have to ask themselves even what would they do in that situation, you know. The one sure. thing that. That I, 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 it's not that I didn't like it because I thought everybody in there was a great actor, but it bothered me that the son so quickly sold the dad out. It bothered me that Walter crazy, Jr. Man. so quickly, I don't know, I guess if well, I was 17 and I found that out. Well, I'm, he had been defending him so tough up to that point. Right. You know what I mean? And then it was just like, okay, it's everyone's right. Yeah, everyone's right. Yeah. And that I, I've I, been I, wrong I guess, this whole you know, time. As a 17-year-old boy, there would be 10% of me to find out it was the coolest thing in the world. My dad's a king. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Except that, you know, even going but back. His uncle, he, he, was was about his uncle. Yeah. he was mad about his uncle. He was mad about his uncle. It's like you murdered Hank. And what a fantastic actor he is, Hank. Oh, my God. Totally. That scene, I can come down to the best scene that I saw was that scene where they find out about each other and they're face-to-face in the garage. Oh, and he closes the garage door? And they're just whispering to each other. He's like, I don't even know. And they're just staring, and he goes, well, I tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Shit is real. Shit is real. I'd That's like to think happen. they mapped it out, don't you? I'd like to think that they, know, though, they knew that where that, that happens, was going. because you've got multiple writers. Sure. Got, you know, you've, the one, I, I'd heard they did that with The Wire, that they wrote all those seasons David Chase, wrote, yeah, he, or David Simon wrote. Just mm. exactly how they wanted He, he wrote them, but he had to hastily wrap it up because he was told he was being canceled because of low viewership. Right. You, know, wow. five, you know, this many years later, everybody loves The Wire, but nobody right. loved it enough when it was one on. One of those things like Friday Night Lights was another thing right. where sure. in the industry, yeah. people loved it, but everybody outside of that, they... It's like whatever. Right. Um, let's talk about now. Let's talk about your fighting career because that's what, you All know, right. you, you keep having these amazing steps in your life. And, and, and it's like, who knows what Crazy, the next thing huh? is. You might be a fighter pilot for all we know. That'd be fucking <laughs> badass. I, I may be a little heavy for it, but I'd try that <laughs> shit. Well, they're doing Top Gun again, I heard. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> uh, I was telling up, him. Iceman. Um, um, but uh, before you, you got on here, we, yeah. were, we were reading about all your accolades and there's fucking laundry lists of them. So talk about your fighting career for a while. You, right. you were, uh, you, you, you won was, a few, lost a few. You did the yep. ultimate fighting challenge. You were, yep. you, you know, what what uh, what made you get away? Because I can't imagine fighting you. I couldn't imagine. Well, the whole thing, like what made me start it was I just wanted to get out of my head a little bit, I guess. And how old were you when you first, I, your first official fight? The like first sanctioned. real, like, organized, yeah. like, a, 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 like a professional bout? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was, it was 2003, maybe, I guess. 2003 or four. Me and Jardine, I think we, hit, we debuted, like, the same year out of New Mexico. Hmm. It was, like, me and him and Carlos Condit and Diego Sanchez all were, like, the same time. And, like, Floyd Sword and Joey Villasenor, they preceded us a bit. They, they were real forerunners in that. But it was, like, the six of us. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And... It was New Mexico was just getting a footprint kind of. You guys are all just pushing each other. It's like we all knew it. We we knew each other. I was from Santa Fe. They were from Albuquerque. Joey and uh, Floyd were from Farmington. And we'd see each other at grappling tournaments and stuff like that. And then I'd train because the first way I got into fighting was um, with a guy named Arlen Sanford who who fought with a group. He was a founding member of a group called the Dog Brothers. And there was a couple guys, Arlen and this this other guy, um, that – 
fought at a international stick fighting competition. So they they have, they're fully armored and they beat each other with like thirty two inch, thirty three inch uh, rattan or uh, not rattan, <laughs> oh, but uh, they're, they're, they're fighting they're fighting with with wood, right? Oh and wow, like three sticks quarter inch sticks, right? Oh my and god. So, and it's like a screamer or a Krabby Cabrong, or there's a bunch of different um, cultures that have the, these things that mostly stem from farmers in the fields defending themselves against other people coming in is kind of where it comes from and, and, and with swords and knives and things. And so then then they Eric Knaus is the other guy, top dog, they call him. And, uh, and he says to Arlen, I'm not satisfied that it would have gone that way. Maybe... Maybe you would have taken my head off when you came through if I didn't have a helmet and I would have never come in because with armor it's like da 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 da. It's like it's just like we're counting blow. Like it's, sure, yeah. we don't know anything about power. Right. And then everybody had said if you train without it, you're gonna die. Like oh wow. If you get hit with a stick, like there's all yeah, and there, there's all that kind of like kung fu shit. Like yeah. you know, I, my master would do the UFC except <laughs> yeah, he's too yeah. heavy. You know. All right. Um, he's too lethal with his pinky. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, so yeah, there's everybody. that. So so that's where I started. These guys went then and fought each other without armor and they broke a couple fingers and knocked each other out but that was about it and so on the equinoxes of the year there's a group of like 15 or 20 guys that would get together and they'd fight and it's kind of it's much like being at a high school dance where you're like hey um you want to go fight next (laughs) (laughs) and then we go tell mark and then mark's like all right you guys are up next then and 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 it's like it's it's all like that and so wow that's where i got my first kind of organized fight is that i would say and, yeah. and so and i fought with arlen who came out of krabi Kurong that was like a the offset up with weapons from muay thai so i, I kind of was a stand-up fighter first and then we quickly found that going to the ground was evident if somebody got too hot up top people are going to tackle somebody and then yeah you're lost on the ground you're lost so i started doing jiu-jitsu and then that's when i met greg jackson and and, and, and all those guys and uh yeah, so anyway, then then I get, I don't know. I never thought I'd be a – like, I come out of a background where, like, a few years before that, I'm in prison on an armed robbery. Uh, at a, a, there was a bank that got robbed that um, I, I got picked up for, and then I, I ended up getting exonerated from that charge. But, uh, um, you know, I, I've got a colorful history, you know, and so this this was the first thing that I was like – I'm able to focus into something else, and when Channel I when, it, when I got when I got somewhere. into when I got into jujitsu, it was like oh, I was just free, man. I yeah, was free for a few hours a day. I got to think about nothing else except whatever movement or not getting choked or right. whatever. So that was really where I got into it. And then I started. Um, I got crazy on the submission wrestling circuit, and um, and and went all over the world with that, just as an amateur. And then when I got the chance to fight for, I think King of the Cage was maybe my first professional fight. Um, it was rad. I was like, awesome. No weapons. And it, like in grappling tournaments, you fight six or eight guys in a day. You know, I was like, one guy and no weapons. And I know who it is before. Rad. Like, wow. Sure. And so, so crazy. it was, that was kind of my, my, like my a- step off into it, you know? And, yeah. and like Keith and I talk a bunch about it. And, and really a lot of it is, is like, how can I show what, what my art form is to somebody else? Or how can I, like, how can I exact what, what I want to do in training here and, and like, and it's an expression of yourself, and it's finding out like who you are when you're naked in front of the world, people waiting for you to fall, your mom, right. people that are indifferent. Yeah. Like, what what happens when I bear myself in front of a community like that? And and that's that's why I say like when I look at um, guys that are doing open mic or sta- like that's you're naked on stage. I mean, you, you know, you're dressed in more than we are, but it it's the same kind of thing. It's like here's something from my soul that I've written on paper that I've thought of. These are my ideas that I'm sure. bearing to people. Right. And, and 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 for you to discern whether you're gonna la- what you're gonna do with it, you know, and and how how does that affect me? And so who am I now? And so right. 
for us, it was kind of like an expression of that, of who are you now, kind of under these conditions and, 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 and no pressure, no diamond. And so right. we found high-pressure situations to put ourselves in. Yeah. Builds character and builds a certain amount of uh, self-confidence, I would yeah. imagine, too. Which, back to comedy, like you were talking about, it's like, you know, when they go out there, I can't, a lot like fighting, I can't determine what that audience is going to do. That other fighter right. has plans of his own. Right. You know, and so if I come yeah. out there with the script that here's where they're laughing, here's where they're... I'm going to get caught with my pants around yeah. my ankles if they don't laugh in that certain spot. Yep. Kind of like if I plan on throwing a right jab, but he planned on swaying at the time. Yeah, so is there an idea like in, in comedy like where you guys go, it's best if I'm authentically me. I just have to go out and be authentically me. I can't. It's like almost I can't be playing to the crowd, or are you playing to the crowd? Well, I think in the beginning, a lot of times you're going to play to the crowd. And the but crowd I think is your proverbial yeah, adversary, right? Absolutely, mm -hmm. and you have to spar with them, and you almost let them, they bully you around a bit. To you where do want it's to like, entertain them. Yeah, you want to entertain them, but then a crowd can dis distinguish if some comic is up there and they know what he's doing, after all, he or right, she is doing. Right, right, right. And he or she can take it and go off the path, say if you're, you know, that last spot, when we watched that last boxing match uh, uh, at yeah. my house, you know, I was never a huge Mayweather fan. I don't yeah. really like the guy. I don't speak very highly of him. But I, I had to give take my hat off to this guy because they would put it in slow motion, and you would see the work he would do in slow motion that I couldn't see with the fucking sure, naked eye. He's in complete control. And then just watching <laughs> no, that fight in amazing. real time, it almost looked like the kid he fought had a pretty good chance. I was sure. like, yeah, get him, kid. Right. But then when you slow it down, you realize it's like, oh, no, 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 no. He knew, Mayweather knew what he was doing the right. whole entire time. It was that's in complete crazy. control the whole time. Right. And that's how I think a more seasoned comic is, is even if it looks like it's going to go bad or if I'm going to piss a guy off, yeah. I can bring him back to me. It's always I mean? like, okay, they didn't laugh at that rape joke no, right. I won't do my second one. I'm not going <laughs> to panic. Right. 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 I'm not right. going to panic. So if you as a fighter say you, you shoot at somebody and he gets out of the way and you fall flat on your face, yeah. you know, you could lay there and cry or you can get the fuck up. Right. You know? Yeah, you better grab. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it, it, it all comes down to digging deep just, right. you know, for whatever you had. So yeah. when you got into fighting and then you, you were in New Mexico, how did you get to New Mexico from so from Michigan? And like, oh, man. Uh well, I got to on a plane. No, yeah. <laughs> you didn't take the there, drive. Huh? I got there because I got I got hospitalized on overdose, and then I um, I uh, had like some legal trouble, and a bunch of dudes I knew were getting getting picked up on a variety of things, and so um, I was like, you can either stay here and keep living this life, or you can try. And I, and I was in a hospital at that time. I know I was in the hospital for five months, and so. Uh, I got an opportunity, man. Uh, a dude gave me an opportunity to to um, fill out some applications and go get interviewed for this school, and so I I, I did. and And it was a it's a classical literature program. It's a program called St. John's College. Sure. And, and um and so that's what took me to In New Santa Mexico. Fe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what took me there, like kind of, like kind of running under the guise of school in a yeah. way, you know. Yeah. And then uh, and then it was after that that I had that 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 last arrest, but uh. But that's what took me there to begin with, and um, yeah, and so that, and then I, I I fought for a bunch of years after that, and uh, and then like I want to say in two thousand I got a SAG card on a on a show because I was it's like kind of the thing it's the same as it's the, similar to comedians I guess is like you do whatever you can to pay the bills while you're doing whatever art it is that you like, and right. so so I, I was working um, as a as a door guy at a club, and then I started managing this bigger nightclub and so that, that was kind of my life so I could train in the daytime and, right. and um and these guys came in they said we need these big white boys for this film and uh there's I don't know five or six of us that they're like hey come down and talk to these guys and it was a masterpiece show called uh, Lockdown 
Oh. And, and so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Do you remember that one? I am familiar. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of remember. Caps might have been in it. Yeah, uh, yeah I know Mike. That's, that's like hilarious. corrupt from uh, from the dog pound was in that also. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Corrupt. There's one now? dude that no, went no, fucking no, crazy, dude. There's this little guy <laughs> no, no, that they, did, they punked yeah. out all the time. That he went nuts. Oh man. man! I wish I could remember his name, but he went he went crazy, crazy to where he he starts swinging. There's a tattoo artist that's putting putting uh, art on everybody for it. Yeah. He swings at him. And the dude grabs him and was like, get the fuck out, and like uh, throws him out. And then he starts running down. He's just punching random people. Oh, he's man. Got, he's got like I those, do in GTA. He's got, <laughs> he's got one of those Instamatic cameras, like one of the yellow ones, the throwaway. Just the old, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Fun right? savers, yeah. And so he's running. Master P's dudes are fucking running after him, and they can't. They're huge. They're like bowling balls. Sure. They're like, but they're all strapped, too. And, and he's looking behind him as he's running, taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, 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 and so we're to prison, right? And, the, and it's a dead prison because it, like, it's just there was a huge riot there in the early 80s. A bunch of dudes died. They closed it down. Is it mm. the one uh, in East L.A. off the 10? No, no. It's in, it's in New Mexico. Oh, okay. okay and, um, and then there's a live prison, a maximum security joint that's 500 yards away. So dude is running, and he climbs over the exterior fence. And then he's in between the fence. He can't get over the next fence that has barbed wire. And there's another fence. So he's caught in between these fences. Oh, my God. And so the real guards from the real joint grab him up. Yeah. And sc- it was a, it was <laughs> a wild shoot. It was like was this. It was locked out like that. But anyway, <laughs> that's where I got my SAG card. And then I just never I, – I would just I just started training like a year before that. And I was like – and I got asked to come and, and live with the stunt coordinator. And he's like, oh, there's a bunch of work in L.A. You'd be great for this and that. And I was like – it doesn't seem like that seems like a long shot. It wouldn't work for a guy like me. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of doing my thing. I only got to work one job. I got this training thing worked out. Thanks. And, and so I never really did much with it. And then I, I, I did some more work. I'd, I'd had, I don't know, my third fight or fourth fight. And, and I was uh, on a show called The Longest Yard. And, and it was moving out here. And so I came out and I just moved with it. Um, and I came out here at that time. And I met Coco Diaz was on that. Sure. Fucking. Bro. Dude, so the oh, first the, time at the, the first Sandler? Time, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was the remake of the Burt Reynolds uh, right, right, movie. Yeah, yeah it was way uh, Chris better. Rock, it was way sure. better filming. Yeah. Steve Austin. And, and all that than how it turned out, right? <laughs> He's the line Bill Goldberg yeah. was yeah. in it. Yeah, they yeah. did well. It did okay. But he, uh, dude, he wrapped the whole Ready to Die album. He was smoking a cigarette and... 400 pound Coco Diaz. Yeah. 90 degrees, <laughs> 7,000 feet. I'm like... This dude might die. Today. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, that every like, time I would leave his company, I was like, I'm gonna say crazy, goodbye real hard. Man. But now he's actually <laughs> and, uh, much better. And what? <laughs> so we got to be buddies. And Maurice Smith was on that. And Bob Sapp and I'd known Maurice. And mm-hmm. We had a bunch of friends in common, and so and Ivan Salaberry was there, and so we we trained a bunch together. And then um, and that's how I met Eddie Bravo and got hooked up with Tenth Planet. Yeah. So, I left there, I guess I was like a, a purple belt and, and meddled in all the Pan Ams the year before. And then I went out and met those guys and started training there. And that's where I met Joe and all that. And the whole time, man, uh, Joey, he's going, oh, little brother, you got to go. That jiu-jitsu man, my main dog, Eddie Bravo, you got to see him and, and uh, get that. And I'm like, I'm like yeah, right. yeah, yeah, you know, he's another L.A. dude, like yeah. a lot of flap and what, yeah. whatever. And fuck, one day, lo and behold, Joey Diaz comes rolling up in the crit like at Tenth Planet at, at, at the bomb squad. Oh, like, hey, what's up? And Eddie goes crazy, and Joe's Rogan's there, and so and then shortly after, I, I, I don't know, I, I started working for Joe, and then it was just from there. And then I got that uh, fought in one of the championship fights for the WC shortly after that, and then I got on the show, I guess, after that, and um, 
But isn't it it like amazing to you? Like you've probably at least learned in this life to not doubt yourself anymore about anything because life has offered you so many opportunities that not a huge thing to say. Just one of those opportunities people look their whole lives for. But I I think it's almost because you're not looking for it. People want, you know, say this, man, like that. That's crazy to think that. And I say this and I I say it because it's um, it trips people out, man. But it's. It's accurate for for me, and like there's there's different kinds of guys. It's kind of like there's slow starters in fights, and there's guys that just go up there like Vanderlei that are like ah, and it's just on right away. Mm. And and there's just different kinds of guys. Got some guys fight because like like maybe like Nick Diaz. Like I, I always wonder like if if Nick Diaz were well mentally, like if he were more like if he were sound and he didn't feel like at odds with the world, mm-hmm. would he be the fighter that he is? Like if he were really at peace, you sure, know what I mean? And right. It's like, it got clear when I heard I heard an interview, and I was just like, "Wow, man! Like, I wonder how much that plays into it." And then for me, it it, it was never like that. It was like I want to find out more about me. You know right, I mean? you want to explore and, and it. So I was like, "God, there's all these different kinds of fighters." But anyway, that brings me to like a, a few years ago. Like even looking at like where my life is, I, I couldn't. There's no way that like I let I gave up a while ago, like trying to form where it went because. I couldn't have devised the choices I would have made. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. Right. Like, like sure. there's a lot of the stuff that, that happened that I wouldn't have chosen for myself that brought me to where I sit right now. Sure. So like that being part of it, it's like, I'm not, I'm not smart enough or savvy enough to be able to navigate this. To world. have mapped this and out. So the yeah. only thing that I know is like, I go, I get up and I go, please help me be the best person that I can be so that I can be useful to somebody else and that I can be a good example that, that maybe them too, you know, right. and, and that's and that's it, man. That's my prayer, and and then I try to be useful to somebody. Like if I can go and I can look and go, where can I help somebody get a foot up or where? Like I I try to be useful, and I because I feel like if I'm not useful to the universe, then I'm of no use. And, uh, yeah. and when I've been without a yeah. purpose, is when I've been emptiest. Yeah, and that is so, it's true. So you know, idle hands are the devil's workshop. So it that's really been is. my that's the, my only guidepost. Like yeah. when I say that, it sounds nuts, but like like. I'm sorry, I don't want to step on no, you. No, not at all. No, he's, gonna, he's in I, heavy agreement. I was just yeah, going to yeah. say, like, you know, you said earlier, like, you know, luck and all these things. It's like, I don't really think it's a it's a luck thing. It's like you make conscious decisions. Like, you knew when you were back in Michigan, you're like, this isn't going to end well. I yeah. got to get the fuck right. out of here. And, right. and, it's, and it's right, and, because there was a, 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 a similarity to who was here last week. We had the head of LAPD homicide here, Sal right. Albabera, very cool guy. And he was the same way. He was in New York. He was a criminal. He was yeah. like, I was getting arrested, committing crime. Right. He's like, I had to fucking do something. He's like, so I moved out to L.A. And that was yeah. it. And, and sometimes like, you got to be somewhere else so you can become you. Yeah. Because all them people in New York are expecting him to be Sal. Right. Like, you exactly. Know? Right. You know, That's and it's great, like, yeah, you know, wherever absolutely. you go, you are going to be, but you can leave that bad scattered past behind yeah. and start anew. And back to what you're saying, and, you know, John is one of the most positive guys I know, and especially in this right. business. It's very, it's a very jaded business. And, and one problem I have, I don't hang out with comedians a whole lot. They even know that. They're like, why don't you come hang out? Right. I don't like negative people. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I don't like it. On, I don't like it on a sense i don't mind i understand some negativity but i don't like the the what's the point kind of people it'll right. never work out kind of people do you know how hard that is like statistically Dior. yeah and it's just like <laughs> well you know what then why did you come to hollywood california right. to decide this because right. you come is, from pennsylvania to yeah. here like, yeah and so I, I i i find that um you know a lot of people um are almost afraid to think the way you think almost afraid to say how can i help someone else today you well, know what I mean? To really told me a long time ago, he goes, he goes. It's the universal law of reciprocation, Tate. And I go, what, what do you mean? He says, he says. Well, everybody says if I got a million dollars, then I'm going to help my babies or whatever. Then I can help my friend or right. all that stuff. Like when I get mine, then 
I'm, I'm good. Fuck, of course. So what am I, a dick? Sure. Of course I'm going to help other people. Right. And he's like, it's just a backward, it's a scarcity way of thinking. He's like, you, you give what you can. You be as helpful as you can, whether it's with generous thoughts or words or money or whatever it is. And, and, and the universe will provide back for you. Yeah. You know? And, and he's like, that's the law of reciprocation. And, and so I think, I think about that a lot. And, and, and like, so going back a few years ago, like just three years ago, man, like for me, I always knew I was going to be in prison or on welfare. I just knew. Since I'm a little boy, I remember, like, I'm nine years old. I, I know this. I don't have a whole lot of good evidence to show me that that's going to be true. Right. But I've got a terrific fear about it. And so I look at that. and, and As I a nine-year-old. Yeah, man. Wow, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, pretty, yeah. that's pretty deep for yeah, a nine-year-old. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when I first started thinking about death and about you're alone in this motherfucker and, yeah. and all that kind of shit, man. A lot of darkness. And, and, um, and so anyway, like, so I figured if there's going to be a race, I don't want to participate. But... If I have to, I'm gonna I'm gonna be last, and then I, I then I found out I was tough, mm. and I go at least you're gonna finish okay. Right. Ellen, there's some people that aren't tough, and you'll be and maybe you can help that. Like it was kind of like my life was like that is what I thought, and it, it came up because a friend was like, a friend was like, man, I hear all this shit. People talk about feelings aren't facts, and all that stuff. And he says feelings are facts. How you feel is how you're feeling, man. That's a mm -hmm. fact. That's, right. And that's what drives you. It's your emotional thing that drives you. And and I was thinking about that, and, I, and I'm sitting, and, I, and I'm looking around. I'm sitting in this room, and I go, "You're just as capable as everybody in the room." And I'd never really thought that ever before. I'd never had wow. a feeling like that that was overwhelming. Like I've had feelings like that where I'm sitting in the room. I'm like, even if the whole room went bad right now, I would fuck up every last yeah, person yeah, yeah. in here, yeah. and I wouldn't even be tired. I've been cognizant <laughs> of that kind of stuff. But sure, like, I've never really felt deeply like. Like it's gonna be okay, and like they, like you know as much as everybody, and you're just as capable. And and then I, I look at my past, and I go, well, fuck for like the last 15 years, you've been a forerunner. You've been you you've been you've been one of the top grapplers in your weight class for mm -hmm. over a decade. Then you were uh, you got invited to the Super Bowl, the sport that you were in. Then you got into film. Like the the truth is, is that you're you're a forerunner in mm -hmm. all this stuff. You've been a leader. You own a gym. You own a bar. You own a, like you've got all these different things going on. But that's not how I've been feeling ever, and so it's like, what is, what's that? And so, like, that's what I'm talking about too. Is like when you're when you're like, well, you got to get some confidence in the way that this. It's like, I don't know. I go, I'm I'm gonna show up, stay real humble, because it could be any kind of way at any time, and, right. and and all I can be is is a useful member of this whole hive, right? A, a, and and create that momentum forward, you know? Yeah, and, and not asking, you know, I think too is is a lot of people get this idea of specifying what exactly it is they want. You know, when I was younger, right, I wanted right, to be right, on right. Saturday Night Live so bad. I just wanted it so bad. Then I went out there and I auditioned in front of Lauren Michaels and the cast, and then a writer's strike hit. And, uh, wow. and they mm. didn't make a decision. And right. I ended up on Frank TV, and, you know, and I... Got too old to be on SNL. Never tried again. I was I was broken hearted. Is that right? There's an age group. There's it? not an age group, but there's a certain uh, amount of people they harvest from. And at 34, I, I'm really I I don't even like the show. I don't even want to be on. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. like, but what I had to realize is that's not the only gig. I wasn't a failure because right. I didn't get right. on that show. And 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 because people set out, you know. I, I could have missed the opportunity to, you know, not that the show I was on was even remotely as good, but right. I got to learn the exercise. I got to get busy. I got to get out of the slums, basically. Yeah. And, and my life really improved from then on. Um, but I was almost too stupid to see 
how things worked out for me because they didn't work out. It's like I'm not a seer. You know what right, I mean? I'm right, just a guy. Right. But if you, you know, I always believed in almost yeah. the Buddhist mantra. If you take care of your mind, body, and your soul, all those things that you want will come, you know. If you just govern yourself, mm -hmm. just eat, you know, make sure you eat properly, make sure you got rest properly, and make sure you're decent to people. It's a very simple thing. Yep. But you'd be surprised how far it goes, so many people. It's huge. You know, because a lot of people were saying today, you know, it's like today somebody's having a bad day, like a girl, oh, I'm just angry today. Well, did right. you eat breakfast? No. Right. Well, that's, so you're that's, not taking care of yourself yeah, That's all. probably why you're angry. Yeah. I get livid when I'm hungry, so yeah. maybe you should eat. Or, you know, did you, uh, you talk to a lot of agents or a lot of people who work a lot. Did, how much did you sleep last night? Four hours? Well, right. you know, there you go. Only Mother Teresa could go with, all in four hours to where <laughs> right. the rest of us need eight, you know. Um, that's a dude told me one time, he says, you know, 90% of living a spiritual life, Tate, is having manners when you don't feel like it, yeah. you know, re regardless of what's going on for you internally. It really is. You still are polite. How are you huge. in, let's say, you know, I see things on the freeway sometimes, people and uh, businessmen having exchanges with each other who are fathers and, and, and husbands. and <laughs> yeah. they, 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 just, in the car. Yeah, yeah, stepping outside of their own personal um, um, set of rules for themselves. And it's like, can you be a gentleman in the worst of times? Right. Can you be um, somebody who... What I've developed over, you know, some time is maybe even a thick skinness on the Internet. There's just some people out there sure. who are just going to not uh, like you. Yep. They're just going to not like you. They're not going to like everything about you. Well, and there are people that are going to be ambivalent, whether yeah. they like you or not, but that want to dig at you right. because they yeah. like some attention. Yeah. Them. And it's like sure. that, those are even stranger folks. Yeah, and nine times out of ten you go read their timeline and they've hit ten fucking celebrities oh, that yeah, day yeah, with yeah, hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With just so, unadulterated. You suck. Yeah, yeah, I, I could never. Good. You I love know, you. I, I've never been so angered by somebody. It's like every time I hear Piers Morgan talk, I'm like, shut up, but I'm not angry at the man. I'm like, I get right. it. You're in television. This is this works. This right. is savvy television. It's like if I saw him in the face, like presidents, it's another thing. People are like, I'd give that president a piece of my mind. I would love to meet George W. Bush. He was a president of the United States of yeah. America. I would love to meet him. I'd be respectful to him. I'd be so. like, you know, I'd like, tell me some things. What happened? Too, I think that he would divulge. Yeah. Just because I don't see him as a super savvy guy. Sure. Right. Like he would tell right. you He would tell you stuff he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> He's like, you know, you know, there's there's keys to Air Force One in the bush over yeah, there. Yeah, you, know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. you know, it would be interesting. <laughs> and it's like... Um, you know, some people, you don't realize what kind of a cool story you're going to get from somebody you might just dismiss, you know. Right. Um, oh, I'm not talking to that guy. He's conservative. I'm not talking to this person. He's foreign. Well, and what's I'm not the threat if you lead with a smile? Like, what's the down? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what am I walking through life hesitant to be with my people? Right. Like, if, if it's all my family, then what are we talking about? Yeah, we're, we, there is some oneness here, and it's like the human fucking race. And For it's sure. like, if you see, you know, anytime you see another human in trouble that when Sal was on here last week, I said that to him. I said, Sal, you smile a lot. You don't see a lot of LAPD <laughs> smiling a lot. And he's just like, it, it, it works for him. You know what I mean? It's like people are, you know, people will give me answers. People, you know, I'm seeing people at the worst time of their life right. when a loved one was murdered. He's and like, the other side you know, is, is then internally he's, he's not walking through life. Yeah. Stern with the, and antagonist. Yeah. With a chip on his shoulder. Little, man. Like, I mean, that is the, it's like that thing when people are like, you know, when you forgive, you're letting somebody out of a jail cell. Right. And yeah. that somebody's you. Yes. You know I mean? it's, it's, it's stressful yeah. to be that angry. It's super stressful. Smile, like they say, I'm eating the poison hoping you'll die. It's right. not going to work that right. way. Yeah. And, and there's so many people, it's like, you know, that, that it, it, it is hard to forget. And, and I even myself can get pissed off about something that I'm just like, ah, I can't believe that. But it's like, at the end of the day, is this really going to sure. matter in a little while, I mean, a year sure from now? For sure, we're all slipping in, in all that. But yeah, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like... I remember I was so hemmed up about something, and this this older dude he goes, "Hey, you think you were this mad like last year sometime?" I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." 
Yeah. He's like, tell me what what, what it, it was, was about. about. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, yeah, you think maybe next year this won't matter too? Yeah, probably <laughs> not. And, 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 it, and it really is. It gives it perspective. My uh, my my um, stepsister had been diagnosed with the terminal illness, terminal cancer, and <laughs> she got through it miraculously. She got through it, and she's you know in remission right now. Yeah. You know, it was make plans kind of cancer. Like wait, doctors wait, were wait, like, the make one plans. That you went to see the one I went to go like, see that was on her deathbed. Like, and oh, then oh, she oh, got shit. a bone marrow transplant and didn't look like it was going to work but then it started to oh, and amazing. i went and sat with her many times for hours and i would do it almost selfishly to gain perspective because it's like how sure. dare i complain about traffic on laurel canyon she would die to be on laurel canyon i mean not literally but she would kill to be in traffic those people who are stuck in that situation where i can no longer do those day-to-day yeah. things now we can't live every day and go thank god for traffic but there's some part of the day you sure. can go there's some people who can't be in traffic because they don't have legs right you know or, what I, mean? I mean, you know, I mean, even bigger than that. I remember like a, a big formative talk that happened for me was was with, with Eddie Bravo. And, and we were, I don't know, I was, in, I was on a job somewhere, I think, in Jersey. And I was in a hotel and overlooking beautiful Atlantic City. And um, and uh, and he, we're talking about appreciation. And he was talking about he was talking about his, he talks about um, the energy structure that like the vibrations that the universe vibrates on. And he's like. It's at 540 megahertz or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, he's always and got numbers, like, doesn't he? And, and dude, he's right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, oh my God, this bitch might be a scientist. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and he's a man of numbers. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, but he's real, like, the way he looks at stuff is so much like, dude, everybody, you got a certain number. Like, maybe it's 540 times that you practice an armbar, but that 541st, that's your shit. And you, it'll be dialed into you for, maybe his is 36. Right. You know what I mean? But everybody's got a number for whatever it is. And it's like, and so he's really big on, like, this is all possible. It's just over time, and we can't understand what time is. And if you distill that down, boom, you're an expert too. You know, right, whatever. right. But he was talking about um, how to get into that, how, how, how to create more, more um, less scarcity, I guess, more opportunities in your life in that way because they're everywhere. But uh, he, he talks about that 540 megahertz. He says there's like four ways you can get it. You can get it when you're in deep meditation, mm -hmm. and that's what all the monks know, but you can't stay in meditation all the time. No, you can't. And then you can get it by sex, but then that's got all sorts of derivatives of, of negativity or weirdness or this or that, that that can come up, and you can get it with um, uh, with, with a pure love. But like that, that, that comes and goes, and is, is that something that you can sustain? And, and then you can get it through appreciation, and you can appreciate each moment. And like that's what you're talking about. It's like right. if you're in deep appreciation, regardless of what it is. Right. And he's like, and you're you're Tate fucking Fletcher. He's like, you're you had this life, you've had that life, you've had all this stuff happen to you. You got all your fingers and toes. You want to really get crazy? You shit in a toilet. You've got the opportunity to have running water wherever you go. Like right. if you start looking at the earth and about what like everybody. I don't give a fuck if you're on welfare and the yeah. projects in Harlem right now. Right. You got a better life than the dude that's about to get a drone strike hit on him in right. Pakistan. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. like there's always somebody you're you're so much better off that they would say, How dare you? Yeah. And then there are people who are like, Well, that's that's hypothetical. Actually, no, it's not. It's very but realistic. Then when you live in that that place too of that appreciation, like and, and I don't know what but that is where that magic happens. Right. And that is where that oneness lives. And that's where like I, I don't know, I think there's a I think we're it's, it's it's basically enlightenment and we would all like right, to search for right. it and the Buddha found it, but at the end of the day, if we can even uh, what the Buddha also talks about is mindfulness, just being aware of trying. That's it. You know, the practice of it will come over time. I'm a, a horrible practitioner of always being mindful, yep. you know, um but I I'm aware of it and 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 like you said self-awareness, you know you're a big guy, you smile. You know what I mean?
mean, I know what I look like. I know what I sound like. And, and, right. and, and if you don't mince it or lie to yourself, you know what I mean? You can, you can right. really know who you are. Well, you'll for see a the long little... time, dude, I tried to be, I'm like, I just, I, I just want to blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you see that, you see that. No <laughs> way. You guys, you guys, no uh, you guys remember Big Alex, who was about six eleven? You say Alex Moore? Yeah, absolutely. this was a very sweet man. This guy moved gracefully and slowly, and, and to the point where you didn't notice he was six eleven. Right, you know, crazy. near four hundred pounds. <laughs> you know why? Because it wasn't yeah, imposing. He'd never imposed right. it on you. He was a soft-spoken, kind-hearted person, and it was like you know that's what he does. But sometimes you'll meet a little guy who thinks he's big, or a big guy who wants to be wee little. You yeah. know. But it's it's crazy it's, how tweaked we all are. We all got our own little <laughs> our own little twist. Yeah, it comes down to know thyself. Apparently, um, Cassius, how you doing, buddy? Good. You got I'm any questions? Great. You got any questions for Tate? I'm doing great. Um, not at the moment, but maybe. Um, not at the moment, but maybe if we do an interview. How old are you, Cassius? I'll interview you. I turn fifteen in one month. I turn fifteen in one month. Did you guys get the permits there? For your slides? Oh yeah. Oh sweet. Oh yeah. Are there paved roads in Canada? Is that a thing? Barely. Uh, no, yeah. Barely. Um, the, the, there's a pretty low crime rate in Canada. Yeah, pretty high. <laughs> what do you think of the healthcare system there? Uh, it's the best. I would uh, say it's way the best. Than, I would America's say way sure. better really? than than America. You guys do the sure. single payer thing there. I, well, I'm asking a 14 year old. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. not too good with that. Stuff. Sure. I'm not too good with that. It's like my mom and dad fucking pay for it. What do you want <laughs> from me? Um, the, the, you know what, Tate? It was an absolute pleasure to have you on here, man. I've been dying to have you on, and, and, and we would love to have you on again and again and again. Sure. Uh, a lot of fans were excited when we tweeted about this today. Yep. Nice, and, uh, man. But uh, Thanks, guys. you're a man who's men lived many lives, and you're going to continue to live many more. And, and when you look at where you came from, man, it's like basically if this were a financial metaphor, you came from a billion dollars in debt to a billion dollars surplus as far as life well, I experience. Feel unfortunate for sure. You know, and, and, and you're and you're passing it along, and, and you're you're a positive uh, yeah. role model to people. You know what I mean? I like that. I could judge a book. You can't judge a book by its cover. You look like yeah. the guy who's here to repossess my car, but you're <laughs> not. You're a guy who's probably here to give me a car. Yeah. Yeah, man that, that's you know there's there's just there's so much out there you know like like the, like you said there's like real like real trouble or real hurt there's like sure. shit that really fucking matters man and 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 um and then there, and there's little stuff and it's like it's like a, a buddy of mine says not every day is a doris day you know what i mean it's yeah. like there's, yeah. there's times when it's just like man it feels like just to get out of fucking bed like that, that i love that drugstore cowboy where he's like just to get out of fucking bed and Tie my shoes yeah. every morning. He's yeah. like, that's why I need to slam dope. You know, like, yeah. like I get it, man. But, but the other side of it is, is that I need you to try. You yes, know? And, you and, gotta and, try. And, and and because I need that, you know. And, and people hit my Facebook feed or or whatever, and they're like, dude, I just love all this that you're you're positive and this and that. And it's like that that's not my default. Right. Like all that you see there is me fighting against what it is that that that's naturally there which is like i'm alone and this is sad and it's yeah. not gonna end up good yeah you know what i mean the whole I fuck have it to mentality. supplant that with yeah. something else right and, and it's and, a choice it really is a choice to give into that guy or to give into the or to sure. work hard for the guy who wants to to, to, sure. to be the good person and, and and like that being the thing like uh like this last week there's been there's been three suicides two overdoses and a guy that died of cancer in my life like that have been close wow. to me right wow. in the last 10 days or something and yeah. so it's been it's been crazy. It's been a crazy couple weeks, you know, and um, and and there are those days like I don't want to put my like all that stuff, man. But but the fact is, is that there's people that need me. I put myself in a position where and it's like 
now it's time to get up. They're like, good. You felt sorry for yourself. You pull your covers down. Yeah. And now let's go and get up and you got to fucking meet somebody. Right. Because nobody and, else is and, gonna and, do and, it for and you. And that's the thing is that I and and so this guy hits me up on my on my Facebook then and I'm I'm feeling that way entirely like my cellularly, and uh, he's like, dude, I really like what you're putting up there and just thanks and please keep doing all that stuff and I'm like and, and you I'm, reach and, somebody and and, and, I, and I'm like. Dude, you're you're the one that's saving me right now, yeah. and the reason I'm doing that is so that like, because I want that in my life, so right. I need to reflect. And 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 I never knew like when people like the universe is a mirror and all that shit. It's yeah. like that's how that stuff comes back to me, and 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 I can't exhort you enough to be in that position where you're you're being giving and gracious and as positive as you can be because. You know, a, a buddy of mine that helped save my life, man, a, a long time ago, and. Uh, and and I couldn't understand why, you know, like like he didn't really know me, and and I was just out of a lockup, and and uh, and he says, because I might need you someday, dude. I yeah. might need you, kid. Yeah. And, and I go, that seems ridiculous, you know. And and then it ends up that he did, and and um, but the th- the thing is, is that that that's that's like all of us, man. Like we we all need each other to try, and, and yeah. Like that that whole thing about like when you want to cat, other people feel all that, but yeah, everybody you feels it. Try. You gotta try. You gotta put those two feet yeah. down on the ground and get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of bed. All right, that's all the time we have. Uh, Thanks, brother. Look Yo. for Tatumus Tatumus Maximus on yeah, Twitter, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Um, look for uh, John Cheezer, Cheezer, yeah, on Twitter, and look for Chris underscore Burns, and uh, look for me, Freddie Lockhart. What do you guys got coming up? Anything big? Any announcements? Uh, Irvine Improv October thirteenth, and I'll be headlining. Kansas City, Stanford, and Sons over Christmas weekend. Nice. So friends and family come out. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So be good. Very nice. Awesome. Uh, you got anything, Tate? Anything yeah, to plug? Uh, me, me and uh, Lacey Mackey and Keith Jardine, we're starting a, a coffee company, and so we'll have word on that. Starbucks soon. beware. Yeah, this for real. Starbucks so, so, beware. So, so we're doing that, and we got chocolate and coffee coming, and, and uh, like Tate G. Fletcher's my website. We'll probably have updates on there. And I, we, we don't have all our, our ducks in a row yet to announce more than that, but... Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, That's uh, uh, Mr. Bulletproof himself, Tate Fletcher. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Appreciate brother. it. Thanks for having for real. me. That's what's Thanks, good. Guys. Thanks, Cassius. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks Cassius. You. Good to meet you, man. Stay warm. Nice to meet you, too. All right. All right, good kid. Do good. Hours. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.